Hello and welcome to Faith Life 365. This is episode number 44. Now, my name is Tim Hardison. Uh, if you've missed past episodes, please go back and get caught up. And uh, you can check us out at faithlife365.org. And uh, let's jump right in here today. Uh, we're going to get started with a quick prayer. Father God, we come before you in the name of Jesus. We thank you so much, Father. We praise your holy name. We thank you for the many blessings that you have given us, Father. We thank you for your word. Uh, we pray now that you would open our eyes, that we may see in our ears, that we may hear. Father, give us understanding as we, as we read and we study your word. Father, renew our minds, Lord. Give us knowledge. Give us wisdom and understanding. Grow our faith now as we hear and study your word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right. Now, in episode uh, 43, uh, we discuss knowing God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Now, let's continue discussing religion or Word of God uh, as it pertains to faith. So, <clears throat> why does faith not work for me? Have you ever heard this question? Does it sound familiar? Maybe you've asked it. Uh I have faith in God. I have faith in Jesus. I'm a Christian. I believe in God and the Bible. I mean, I believe for healing, but I haven't been healed. I've prayed for healing. I believe God heals by Jesus' stripes, but I haven't been healed. You know, this question, it doesn't just apply to healing. It applies to any area in your life. Um that, that you're trying or to exercise faith in. And so, why hasn't faith worked for me? And this is a question that far too many Christians have asked aloud or at least thought to themselves. Now, there are without doubt many Christians who have known uh, men and women who love God, who, who lived holy lives, who professed faith to be healed but yet they died of disease or, or some physical ailment. And, and this leads many to ask, I mean, if, if we can truly be healed by faith, why and how did these people die? And it, it's also led many people to say that, you know, this, this faith stuff don't work. And, I mean, I, I've known people. I've seen it. Uh, firsthand, up close, and 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 it does. It makes you question sometimes. But let me say this to you: faith works without fail, just as God says and states in His Word. Uh, if if we are truly, if we're operating in faith as provided in the Word of God and within the spiritual laws God has laid out for us in His Word, faith will always work. But, but let's, let's take a look closer at why maybe sometimes we do not see results. Um, and I know that's a bold statement, and, and many are probably like, well, you can't, you can't make a statement like that. I mean, look at I know so-and-so, and they were certainly a man or woman of God, and, and they were professing faith, and they, and they still passed of whatever ailment they have. And I understand it can be a lot controversial, but just... Bear with me, and let's look at some of these areas and some of these things, and um, and just just hear me out through this, please. Faith is often thought of and even taught as uh, simply believing in God. I mean, 
that you can receive healing or other needs by faith as long as you're a good Christian and and uh, as long as you, you believe in God, uh, or in some cases, uh, if you can just get enough faith, you know, it, it'll work. And maybe you, it's not working because you don't have enough faith. Well, see, those things are not biblical. Um, the Apostle James said this in uh, James 2, 19 through 20 of the Amplified Bible. Um, he says, You believe that God is one. You do well to believe that. The demons also believe that and shudder and bristle in all-filled terror, for they have seen his wrath. But are you willing to recognize, you foolish, spiritually shallow person, that faith without good works is useless? Hmm. That's a little harsh. Some denominations teach that healing and miracles ended with the apostles, and that we can't be healed today. Some teach that if someone hasn't received healing or other things they are believing in uh, faith for, it's because they have sin in their life, or, or they aren't giving enough, or working in the church enough, or praying enough, or they just don't have enough faith. And some teach that it just wasn't God's will that they be healed or delivered. Now, I mean, religion has provided us with many reasons and excuses as to why some people do not receive healing by faith. Uh, not just healing, but why other needs people are believing in faith for haven't been met as, uh, you know, as faith is, is, is not limited to healing and, and the things that we've been promised in the Word of God. But this brings us uh, to a question. Is what you believe based on religion, or is it based on the Word of God? See, it's, it's certainly difficult to understand, much less explain, why some people die, especially those who we know were men and women that love God, and they did their best to live holy lives, uh, who professed faith, and, 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 and even more so when they die at a young age. I mean, Ministers, there's been many, many men of men and women of God, ministers, uh, evangelists, and and that that have died. So, look, it's not my intention to attempt to explain why bad things sometimes happen to good people, or or why uh, some babies and children die or are born with illnesses or defects. Look, we are born into sin, and we live in a world that is full of evil and sin, and because of this. Bad things will sometimes happen. But know this and, and never doubt it. God is good and God is love. And it's not God's will that these terrible things sometimes happen. Uh, the Word of God says that it's God's will that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance and have eternal, and have eternal life uh, through Christ Jesus. But that doesn't mean that bad things cannot or will not happen. <clears throat> and it doesn't. It doesn't mean that God's willing them to happen if they do. Second Peter uh, chapter three verse nine of the English Standard Version: The Lord is not slow to fulfill His promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Now, the Word of God also tells us that there will be trials and tribulations upon this earth, and that that we as Christians will suffer persecutions. It also tells us to be watchful as the devil prowls around seeking someone to devour. 
Now, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 12 through 13, the English Standard Version. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. 1 Peter 5, 8 of the English Standard Version. Be sober-minded, be watchful, your adversary. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. We need to understand that just because it's not God's will for something to happen, that doesn't mean it can't or won't happen. What? What? Are, are, are you saying God's not sovereign? I mean, if it's, if it's his will, it must happen, right? Well, let's, let's take a closer look at this. You see, some denominations teach that God is sovereign and that nothing happens to us that God didn't either first determine or specifically allow to happen. Now, if this is the case, then there would have been no need for Jesus to have died on the cross, as God would have already predetermined our lives, who would go to heaven and who would go to hell. Uh, the word sovereign, now, is that, that word people take it, let's, let's look at it. The word sovereign is defined as one that exercises supreme and permanent authority. This is a true definition of God's sovereignty. God has and does exercise supreme and permanent authority. But you see, God has also given us the power of choice through a free will. Go all the way back to Genesis and the Garden of Eden. He, he could have made it so that Adam and Eve could not have partaken of the tree that he told them not to partake of. They could, they, he could have made it so that that tree wasn't there. But then they would not have had a free will to exercise. See, God wants us to choose him. He wants us to accept him through our free will that he has given us, that we desire him over the evil. That's what God's looking for. See, we choose whether or not to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior or to reject him. God doesn't send people to eternal damnation. People that do not exercise their free will and choose to believe in Christ Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they send themselves to eternal damnation. It's not God's will that you be damned. We've already read those scriptures. It's God's will that all should come to repentance and have eternal life. But see, God is all-knowing, and God knows what decisions we will ultimately make. But he didn't make it for us. He didn't predestinate it, predetermine it. But yet, he has given us that free will to make our own choices. As I just said, he, see, he, he did not predetermine the choices that we make through our life. But as God, all-knowing, he does know the choices that we will make. But it's still our choice. See, we choose how we live our lives, the risks we take, the people we associate with, the type foods or chemicals we put in our bodies. The choices we make have consequences. The consequences can be good or the consequences can be bad. These consequences are not limited to only affecting us. The choices we make can help and bring joy or, 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 or just as much or more harm to others as they do us. But, but either way, God has given us individually the full authority 
through our free will to make our own choices and decisions as to whether or not to believe and accept him, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Similarly, um, some denominations will teach that everything that happens is God's will. They believe that if someone becomes ill uh, or dies from sickness or other reasons, it was, it was just God's will that they die or that they contract whatever issue they have to teach them a lesson. Well, and the same for financial difficulties or other needs that we often exercise our faith over. If this is the way that you've been taught or you believe, I have to ask this question. So if you believe it's God's will that you have sickness and die or, or just have sickness and disease to teach you a lesson, if you believe that, why do you go to the doctor? Why do you seek medical help and attention? Um, why do you seek medicine and, and healing of, of whatever sickness or illness from doctors? Or why do you go to the drugstore or the pharmacy or, or, or wherever and, and buy cold medicine and cough medicines? I mean, if you believe it's God's will for you to have them, because he's teaching you a lesson. I mean, if, if you seek medical assistance, are you not intentionally going against God's will? I mean, truly, if you believe it's God's will that this happened to you, would, would you not be going against him? I mean, think about that. <clears throat> Are you not intentionally fighting against God's will if you seek man's healing, if you truly believe it's God's will that you're sick? You see, it's, it's not God's will for you to be sick or to spend eternity separated from him in hell. God sent Jesus, who by his wounds, his stripes, we were healed, who died on the cross and became a blood sacrifice for us so that by the grace of God and our faith in Jesus, we can be born again and receive eternal life, which is to know God and Jesus. See, God can and does use sickness, illness, and other bad situations we find ourselves in to teach us, but it's not his will that we get sick or suffer, and, and he didn't cause it in order to teach us a lesson. I mean, he can and often does use these things to teach us, but he didn't cause it to happen for that purpose. You see, we need to understand that willing something and allowing something are two different things. Now, if you, if you have a child, it's not your will that your child should ever suffer. Yet sometimes uh, we've told our children repeatedly, do not, do not do this. And they continue to do it. Now, we may allow them at some point to suffer the consequence of doing it to teach them a life lesson. And, and I don't mean uh, something like playing in the road. You know, we're going to, well, go ahead and play in the road and let's see what happens. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay? We're going to keep them out of the road. But, but maybe, uh, maybe it's something as simple as, as they lose their favorite toy or as a teen they're careless or lose or break their phone. Uh, there's, you know, th those are simple things that they can learn a lesson and we can teach them from. It's like, well, we told you not to do this. You continue to do this and look what happened. Now you don't have a phone. There are times when our children, uh, th they do suffer physical harm and, and it's beyond our control. Sometimes because they were disobedient and sometimes because bad things happen. Uh, in no way was it our will uh, nor do we just allow it to happen to teach them a lesson, yet it still happens. 
though we didn't cause it or allow it to happen for the purpose of teaching a lesson, we could still use it to teach a lesson on the back side. Now, some, some are going to say right now and point out, and they're going to say, well, we'll go read the book of Job, brother. The book of Job tells us that God uh, does specifically allow Satan to do bad things. <clears throat> well, let's read Job chapter 1, verses 8 through 12, the English Standard Version. And the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil? And then Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for no reason? Have you not put a hedge around him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land, but stretch out your hand and touch all that he has and he will curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your hand. Only against him do not stretch out your hand. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Now, there are several things to look at when it comes to Job. First, this occurrence, uh, this, this uh, Job occurred before uh, Abraham and Moses. So, there was no known covenant that we can find in the Bible between Job and God. Now, at that time, Satan had dominion in the earth. And, you know, some, some say God gave Satan permission or allowed him to do what he did to Job. Yet, when this occurred, Satan had dominion in the earth. So, another way to interpret this scripture is that God was not giving permission to Satan but was acknowledging or admitting that he already had dominion in the earth over all that Job had. So you can touch all that he has, but you can't touch Job. The possessions Job had were of the earth in which Satan had dominion. But Job still had a free will. See, Job could have renounced God and turned to Satan. Whichever way you want to interpret it, this scripture doesn't have a direct application to us today, you see, because today all Christians have been delivered from the power of Satan and have, have been translated into the kingdom of heaven. Uh, Colossians 1.13 says, He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son. Satan doesn't have authority over a born-again believer uh, like he had over Job and his possessions. Um, we, as born-again believers, have a new covenant. We have a covenant, a new covenant, that Job did not have. We have been given back the full authority in the name of Jesus. Job didn't have that. and Job didn't have the law. He didn't have any of those things. So when we look at this and we look at Job, try to consider the fact that we're in a whole different realm than what Job was experiencing at that time. And so that application in itself doesn't apply in this instance of, of which we're living today. Now, that's all for this episode. I want you to join me in episode number 45, and we're going to continue to discuss the topic of religion uh, or Word of God. And uh, we're going to pick 
up right here uh, where we're, we're leaving off. And I want to thank you for listening. Uh, may God bless you and keep you today and every day as we grow in faith and live the faith life 365 days per year.